0: This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo! What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? Are you taking care of yourselves? As Adam, who doesn't take care of himself, asks the audience. How are you feeling? You good? First day of fall, I think? We got, we did it, we made it. It's amazing... It's like science exists right like they say first day of fall and then leaves fall how many peepers we got in this crew got some leaf peepers Did you go anywhere what do you do I'm I don't I don't know I don't want to say anything that I'll regret but like I just I like that they change and it's cool and we all go outside but sometimes I're just like okay what do we do we just walk and his look i don't know anyways yep yeah, i'm mr Adamax. you are listening to the pursuit podcast Ba-ba-ba-ba. i've got an amazing guest for you this week uh returning guest pro mountain biker you might know her from her hit spotify song "Fur the girls the one the only michaela the cat Gato. Uh, I think she hates that nickname, but that's okay. Uh, Michaela, I got her on. We're we're kind of friends now. I'm like friends with the pro. What's up with that? Uh, she's been dodging me for a little bit, but I got her. Uh, we talk Red Bull Rampage. You gotta, you know, let them ride. It's a really seems really simple. I'm sure there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Uh, that we don't understand so we need to sympathize with that i do want to say during this episode uh, i think we said they were that rampage was bought by espn or red bull was bought by espn or discovery bought. i don't know don't quote us on this uh we believe rampage was sold i should fact check but i'm not because this is low budget uh but just don't quote us on it uh we're just that's not the point if it was bought or sold or who it was bought or sold by. Um, you know, the point is that females, humans should have representation and that's all they want. So it's, it seems really simple. Again, big gears, big moving things, a lot of logistics. We sympathize. Uh, I'm not going to hone in on this, on this uh, topic too much longer. I promise maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a good convo. Michaela rules. She's got huge changes from last time we chatted. So just super fun convo. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, we we go all over the place. That's what happens on the Pursuit Podcasts. You know, whatever, whenever. Or wherever, whenever. Whatever, whenever. Uh, this podcast wouldn't be possible without our wonderful sponsors. My sponsor this week, Rumpel Blankets. Head on over to rumple.com. We've got a code. Save yourself a couple bucks. The original puffy blanket, the all-weather blanket that goes everywhere. I can't stress this enough. You know, I've been using it in my van for the last seven years, and now I'm a homeowner. Uh, uh, Oh, man, I lost it. I'm a homeowner, and I got my rumble blanket. It's sitting right next to me. I'm sitting on the couch. You want to hear it? Let's do some ASMR. Dude, if you guys could feel how soft this thing is, I got like the one with the fleece. Slide in my DMs at Mr. Omex. I'll get you a code. The original puffy blanket goes from your van to your house to the campfire. They're machine washable. They're made by the same techie materials that you know and love in all of your outdoor gear. And here's the thing. They're a company that supports humans like me. Humans like your favorite skiers, your favorite surfers. They're out there supporting us you guys should be out there supporting them, because if you support them, you support me, you support us. It's a beautiful circle, and Rumple is all part of that. rumple.com I think you can go to forward slash auto collective. I don't know. Slide in my DMs. You'll get a code. It's real simple. The original puffy blanket, the greatest, lightest, best outdoor blanket I've ever used. I bring it on an airplane, a little nano puff. I've become that guy. It's instant warmth. It's almost weightless. It's got so many cool designs, and again, they support rad people. Okay, let's get into the episode with Michaela. What? Um, Michaela, let's do it. I'm going to jump Hi. right into it. Everyone knows who you are. You're Michaela Gatto. Does anyone call you Michaela the cat? No. Why?
1: Oh, actually, at Sea Otter this year, they were like big cat coming down the <laughs> course. And I'm like, I have this thing because people have always called me like big bone or big, like I have this complex where I think that I am just like ogre sized. And so the big cat is definitely not, I was like, great, great. Just feeding, just feeding that insecure. Don't call me that.
0: <laughs> what about the cat? Not big also, cat. Yeah
1: um the cat like is that cool is that even a cool name? i just hear
0: gatto and i think cat
1: i mean it does it means cat in italian it literally and means spanish. spanish and in spanish except mine is g-a-t-t-o whereas spanish it's one t but yeah it does mean cat um
0: michaela the small petite cat
1: i mean cats
0: are agile they always land on their feet
1: i am a leo if we want to get astrological with it
0: i don't know any of that stuff what does that mean i'm a taurus
1: it's, it's a lion i'm a lion so i'm a cat and i'm a cat
0: and your last name's cat
1: and my last name's cat this is people are signing off already this is a bad we're start <laughs> we're
0: getting deep <laughs> no i don't think hang on, let's talk about Seattle we have real seven fast
1: minutes to prepare everyone that's okay just,
0: yeah we're fine just we're fine
1: Transparent.
0: For for the girls. Let's talk about for the girls. Let's get everyone back. Um, no, no. <laughs> I want to talk sea otter because you competed and I feel like you haven't competed in a long time. How was yeah. that?
1: Okay. Yeah. So beginning of the year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race dual slalom because I haven't done that in like over half a decade. I think it was like seven years or something. Um, so YT, as they do, rallied to build me up an Izzo, which is, like, a 29er cross-country bike, but they customed it out, so it was 27.5, and it was, like, they made this kind of, like, short travel, sort of slope-style dual slalom bike for me, like, within, like, a couple weeks of Sea Otter. Um, So I had never ridden it before until I got to Sea Otter, hopped on it, got on the course, felt amazing they did such a good job and yeah I just it was cool coming back to racing because I was such a head case (laughs) when I used to race I was it was you know like I quit racing in 20 officially professionally racing in 2014 was my last World Cup season so it's been a hot minute and back then I was still very you know I hadn't done my whole COVID um you know, hit rock bottom and soul search your way out yet. So I was still super insecure, super needed validation. My racing was my identity. Um, so it put a lot of pressure on myself and coming back to Seattle Otter this year as, you know, a grown woman <laughs> with my own, you know, and the pressure of like, not, you know, I've gotten success in so many other aspects of my life besides racing so there was no pressure there was no expectation I was just having fun and I forget what I qualified I think I qualified sixth or seventh or something and I was like whoa that's cool I kind of gave myself a rough a rough expectation of like oh it'd be sick to qualify slash top 10 and then I was top 10 so I was like oh that's cool I hope I'm not like put against like Jill Kintner first round. Um, (laughs) Luckily I wasn't (laughs) because I mean, everyone, we all have that thought. Um, She's won like the last 20 years. Sorry.
0: She's won like the last 20 years.
1: Yeah. She, I have beat her. There was this one time. (laughs) There was a couple of times and I never let her live it down. And she, now I think she just laughs at me, but. I definitely rubbed it in her face. I was like, I beat you. It's like Finally. the only time I've ever been like, because mm, she's the goat. She's the best. Um, so yeah, anyways, went through, went through the rounds. Um, I'm going to sound like a real racer here when I say, you know, if I just hadn't have unclipped on my semifinals, you know, like it was, I would have won. Um, but yeah, made a few bobbles, recovered well, was really proud of myself and ended up fourth. So that I was mean that's cool. pretty
0: good. That you that was like essentially. Podium. I was on
1: a podium.
0: It's essentially coming out of retirement in the fourth. Like you weren't retired, but yeah. like you were not racing.
1: No, I was, and I didn't train for it. Like, like filming that many is rounds. different. I than... just kept going, and I kept advancing, and I was like, "Can somebody <sighs> please just beat me? I'm dying!" Like I was like, it was like the practice, the qualities, the like racing part. It was like. I put my heart rate watch on and it was over three hours i think of like sprinting and then sitting and getting your lactic acid built up and then sprinting and sitting and sprinting like yeah it was like over three hours when it was all said and done and i am (laughs) i don't have the recovery for that right now like that is like a whole winter of like base training and sprint training um so yeah I was stoked. I was really proud of myself.
0: To be completely transparent, there was a moment that I looked at Jabber and I said, We got to get that girl Gatorade. (laughs) Like, dead in the eye. I've never said anything more serious in my life. I was like, It was, I was like, She needs to Gatorade. She's going to die. Like, the last, like, I don't know. I don't go to dual solemn. Like, I don't know what they normally are. The
1: semifinals and the finals. I was like, Oh, like, it was bad. (laughs)
0: I was, was like I was like, she's gonna die but the last like I'm- 100 yards was just flat like a sprint <laughs> and I was like this is not helping Michaela right now like we don't need this
1: yeah. no and if you look at the footage I'll be like I was like neck and neck or like leading or whatever I was close and then that last sprint it was like bah, like all the racer girls just took me out I was like like just try like trying so hard pure survival it was pure survival i was crawling into the back of the pickup because it was kind of high by the end of it i was like (sighs) like just like i needed a help i needed someone to like lift me into the car so i could go to the top but um So that was fun.
0: Was there pressure from YT? So new bike sponsor for anyone who doesn't know. uh, YT Industries, you got signed. You're on. Uh, Last time we spoke, you were with DB. Now you're with Mm -hmm. YT. Kind of an exciting move. Like, oh I would God. say super exciting, like a, a I'm like, young, cool like bright, like it's... I don't know what YT stands for. Young talent is what I was always told. <laughs> yeah. No, Aww. like that's what I was told it stood for. I have no idea.
1: It is. It is. That is what it stands for.
0: But like that's... Um, you're like the the veteran on, on a young... One of the veterans on a young gun team, which is super exciting position to be in, I assume.
1: Yeah. they've expanded from their original, like... Before I got onto the team, I was like, young talent, let's like dive in here a little bit. Cause I'm like, well, let's be real. I mean, I'm not old, but I'm not young talent. Um, I that title left a while ago. Um, and their mission statement and stuff is like, everyone, their whole thing is like, everyone can be a young talent. Like, age is just a number, sort of thing. Like, they've sort of diluted the, the like, it need, you need to be young. Um, so yeah, like Brett Tippy, Aggie, Ace, Hayden, like all these guys that I've looked up to my whole career are now my teammates and it's still so surreal. Like I am still almost in denial because YT has been a company that I have looked up to and have just thought was the coolest for years and to now be one of the cool kids and actually (laughs) and actually feel like I belong like like I thought I was gonna feel sort of like an outsider I've kind of always felt a little bit like an outsider like I'm a bit weird you know and I'm like I'm a girl and a male dominates sport but they made me feel so welcomed and like it sounds so cheesy but honestly it's the first time I've had a sponsor that they not only accept who I am but they like celebrate who I am and they're like let's expand who you are and like elevate who you are instead of like hey this is you um but you're gonna need to like fit into like this box which is us um so it's it's insane it's great I don't know where we were going with that,
0: but nowhere. Good. We're just talking about it. Uh, how can I ask <laughs> how it how it came to life without any of the um, bad stuff? Let's just skip the bad stuff,
1: uh,
0: and let's get to the good. Like, how did this? Did you call them? Did they call you? Were there murmur? Like, what did it look like?
1: Were there mermaids?
0: Murmur, oh. murmurs is that the right term? Rumors, murmurs, Mur- murmurs? murmuring. I feel like murmuring, like. Hey, that, yeah. that team might Murmurs. be the right fit for you.
1: Yeah. Murmurs. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm
0: Googling this. Go ahead. Tell me your story.
1: Uh, um. So, yeah, after the unfortunate letting go of 2022, uh, where Diamondback dropped their whole athlete team, just, you know, it wasn't me. It was everyone. Um I will. Okay. Backing up a little bit. 2019 formation went down. I rode like an old free ride bike that might have belonged to Kelly McGarry at some point <laughs> in formation. It sounded like a shopping cart. It was totally clapped and it wasn't a great bike. And Diamondback knew that they were not invested in developing downhill mountain bikes, nor did they currently make any or had made any for years, which is why the bike sucked. Um, so they were like, hey, we know this isn't our thing. We know this we know. So they actually offered to buy me any downhill bike I wanted. Dang. Cause they're like, yeah, this is how great they were. And they were like, we don't make a downhill bike. We know that this is important to you. You're ultimately a free rider. And we've had you on a 150, 130 bike for like (laughs) five years. And now you're on like a 160 bike, but you're still trying to free ride. And we are worried for your health. So they're like, we we want you to be on the right equipment. We think it's important. Pick your bike. We will buy it for you. I picked a YT, a YT2S um because i loved the brand and that was in 2019 so i've had my sights on yt and and i loved the bike so i'd already ridden the bike i knew i loved it i loved the brand i loved the brand identity that they have i think they put a lot of work into their their image and their marketing and their artwork which as an artist i appreciate um so it kind of just made sense for me when i got let go from diamondback i was like well I'm going to try for YT. So I opened the conversation up. I talked to the guys. I got, I think, contact from Aggie or Ace or someone. And yeah, that crank works. Just like two months later, um, started a convo and they seemed pretty hyped. Like they loved the fact that I was an artist. um, They loved what I stand for and where I want to go. And the fact that I'm trying to ride more free ride and... Yeah. So it was like a pretty good match.
0: Would you have done anything differently? No. Dang. That's good. That's like, that's impressive. If you wouldn't do things differently, that's a win.
1: No, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. There was like, unfortunately some budgeting stuff, like, yeah, I'm probably just not allowed to talk. To yeah, but
0: that. that's so normal. We, that's we always had like... like
1: we had like a bigger plan, but because of like current sponsors and stuff, I couldn't like be fully on one hundred. Well, essentially, they wanted me to be like fully clothing, bikes, suspension, yeah. like every everything, um, which is super common for most brands these days. Like Specialized does it and all that stuff. I personally didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket after what had just happened to me with diamondback. So I was like, I would still like to have Troy Lee and Merzoki and stuff as my individual sponsors. Um, So they were like, Oh, okay. But then they just, unfortunately because of that, they can't like use me for everything that they were planning on using me for um, for the clothing and all that stuff. Cause they're branching out. They're like, they have their own clothing line and stuff now, which is, super cool but yeah so super stoked i got to keep all my current sponsors that i love and i got to get to be on the yt mob so
0: yeah you've officially joined the mob
1: yeah it's like so cool
0: (laughs) do they give you a uniform
1: yes no yeah it's a. your uniform is your attitude your attitude that is what you wear they didn't say that
0: (laughs) i hope they did I hope they did. Um
1: but I will say I think I feel like YT, sorry. Oh, I feel good. like YT kind of has a stigma of being this like cool guy brand like this like boys club kind of thing. At least that's kind of what I a bit of a like it's a bit intimidating. Like they're cool. Like they're they're cool and I and I was I was intimidated. Um but I just want to say that They are the friendliest, most supportive, not cool guy (laughs) vibe. Like they're so humble and so inviting and so friendly and so supportive of women. Um, I was like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, just from a, from a spectator standpoint, I feel like it's been the most I've seen you on a mountain bike like in videos, in photos, in, you know, like on social media in the last, let's just say four years.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally, um, just them encouraging me and also just getting out there. Like I go and visit the, um, the mill it's called, the YT mill in San Clemente, California. And they're like, come and stay and ride. And like Jimmy, who's my boss, is like, we got to get as much content as you as possible. Like, let's shoot photos. Let's shoot videos. Let's do a girls ride. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, I've never been like, felt so wanted. And yeah, it was insane. We We did this shoot in the evening. I don't even know how he did it. I think it was the day before or maybe two days before. But we shot some photos on one of the trails right by the YT mill. And then we had this like women's day and chat and meet up and he had posters. He made these like Michaela Gatto posters out of the photo that he took like a day before and had all this cool graphics and texts. My mom has it framed in her house, which is-
0: Did you adorable. sign the frame copy that your mom has?
1: Yes, it has a note. I think it's like, thanks for supporting me mama or something, I don't know. Um, but it is incredible. Like I was like, wow, like he went he didn't have to do that and he like went the extra mile to like make these posters for like something for people to take home. And so, I mean, it's genius. I mean, he's it's it's,
0: it's marketing, amazing. but it's it's the extra it's step that he didn't have to do.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's in the brand's best interest, but it's also makes the rider and the athlete feel wanted and needed and like yeah it's like use me <laughs> like
0: yeah there's i just feel like, like with some, some
1: brands it's like you get you get on this team and you get a bunch of stuff and then you hear nothing until the end of the year and then it's like hey yeah thanks and you're like but, but like- yeah i
0: think that's hard for a lot of people maybe listening to relate to because i think a lot of people because we say it too with the podcast like use us use us and abuse us like that's what we're for yeah. we're here to talk about your products and like it's a it's a two-way street but like if you're if you have a new product coming out or new like let us let us talk about it tell us what it is so we know don't like let us be surprised that you drop something too because then the audience you know if we don't know about the new fisher nightstick and then it gets dropped like we get 100 dms about it And if we don't know about it, we can't help sell it like we can't. So like it's always so nice when a brand you hate saying use me, but like use me like I am an asset like I am. a.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately like what being a sponsored athlete is like a lot of people just getting into the sport are like I train super hard and I'm riding really good. Therefore, I deserve this gift of free stuff. And that's what a sponsorship is. It's like, no, a sponsorship is this like symbiotic relationship between an athlete and a company. And you should be like, yes, you get products and a paycheck, hopefully, and all this stuff. But then like they get you and like you work together to elevate you and you work together to elevate the brand. And it's like coming from doing branding and marketing in university, I'm like, I'm all about it. And I'm like, yes, like, please let's elevate each other. Let's use each other. Let's like have this relationship. I don't just want free stuff. Like it feels so empty. Like my passion is my sport and my passion is like showing people and working with brands to like elevate the sport. So it's, it's really cool feeling wanted <laughs> and like you're a part of something. Cause like, yeah, ultimately I feel like all we ever want is to feel like we have a purpose and that we're part of something.
0: Yeah. I have to agree with that. I have to agree. You are,
1: but, but other athletes might have completely different other athletes might be like, just give me the stuff and don't talk to me. But for me, that's not a relationship.
0: Yeah. But that's also not a career. Like you've made a, you've made a, I don't want to, date you here but like you've made if you, I,
1: are you sure about that
0: if okay if you were if you were a cop you'd be retired and you'd have a pension like excuse you, me you've got some time in this industry like you've got so like 2006
1: or 2005 i think was my first world champs
0: okay so you're coming up on 20 years So if you were a government employee, it'd be 20 years and out, but like, it's you, it's, it's your body, it's your health, it's your image, like all of those things you have to maintain to make a 20 year career is what I'm saying. Like, it's not, so reinvent
1: yourself. That's
0: for sure. But also just like those people, those athletes who just like want to take it and be done. And then next year when they go to ask for more money, more product, it's no cuz there's no yeah. th- usually there's no like you have to build those relationships to keep that's totally. like, how it works that's how it should work
1: yeah I so know. yeah yeah it just feels good great it feels well, good to be wanted you know
0: love to see it honestly speaking yeah. of being wanted oh, let's no. let's talk let's do this let's get into no. it let's get into this formation was canceled yes May 23 yes. right, ish.
1: Well, it was first it was postponed okay. and then it was canceled.
0: Do we know why?
1: Um, so I don't really have a lot of inside information because I wasn't part of that little round circle, whatever round table chat thing with, you can the make girls. up words
0: here. It's fine.
1: Yeah. The round ball. Yes construction discussion. Yes. Um so I can't really speak on like why exactly. I do know there was some back and forth with because formation has never been a competition. It has always been a progression session, kind of like a get your feet wet, get seen, get known, um dig in the dig in the desert for the first time, ride your bike and and there was a formula that was implemented after the, I think the second year that if girls had been three times, they get kind of like graduated from the program um, to, l- to make way for the up and comers. So it's more of like a grassroots progression, free ride event, which is cool, which I think is needed. And I can only speak for my personal opinion I think that is awesome. But I think now that these girls are graduating from that, they need to be able to move to something like the women's category at Rebel Rampage to compete on the world stage. And that's not an option So right now. So I think the discussion was like, should formation be a competition or should it stay grassroots? Like, should it stay progression? Where is it going? What is the future of formation look like? Um, let's get women into rampage. I know that was definitely like a huge discussion and I don't really know where the wires got crossed or what happened, but it was like, okay, we're going to postpone this. And then it was like, okay, we're going to cancel this. But then also we're not going to open it up to women to have a category at rampage. So now there's just nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to make it clear. Like it's not, it wasn't, canceled due to like weather it wasn't no. like like no 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 it was, no. This it was, was canceled like, like the event was it canceled
1: was like, shut her down like which yeah.
0: I think most of us assumed that it was canceled oh they're gonna have a women's category at rampage I think that's what yeah. we would I, that's what I assumed
1: that was definitely like the hope that was yeah
0: like that's what would make sense. Like, okay,
1: you're not you're not allocating all this money to this event anymore. Let's like allocate it to like putting us into competition because like we're clearly ready.
0: Yeah, I want to go back to a little bit to formation here because they we every time I've talked about formation, you guys are very clear on saying that it's not a competition, but like it's an exhibition. Like that is totally. It is a. It's almost to me, more entertaining because you're you're not playing it safe because you have nothing to lose. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it's,
1: it's a really, really cool vibe because, oh, there's so many layers. Um,
0: Peel them back.
1: <laughs> try not to say anything that... It's
0: pre-recorded. If it just beeps for a while, audience, then we said shit we shouldn't have said. No, we're not... I'm not here... No, and I'll say I this feel
1: like no, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to like because the atmospheric at formation is amazing because all the girls are working together, they're sharing lines, they're they're comparing notes, they're helping each other out, they're lifting each other up like, hey, like like standing around watching Casey do a first drop in and cheering for her, and it's just the camaraderie is like so amazing, I think because it's not a competition, because we're competitive. We're competitive as fuck. Like we're professional athletes. Like am I, if I was at Rampage building my own line and I was competing to win, would I stop what I'm doing and like go over and help dig someone else's line? Probably not. I would say it would be unwise. like if you want actually i might because i've always been that way but like it's like if you want to be truly competitive to be truly competitive is to be to be selfish right like you need you need to focus on yourself and your abilities and pushing yourself and it's scary and all of your energy needs to go into performing as best as you can so i think that's where formation was really beautiful because we were focused on ourselves but we were also not, there was nothing to win or be better or whatever, or the best. So we also had a bit, we also had space and time for others. So I think that's where the progression comes in because it's exponential when you're helping each other out. And that's why I think that that still needs to be a thing. I wish it was a thing for like up and coming dudes too like it's just a cool it's just a really cool it's like it's like the fest series it's like the jams it's like the the stuff where it's like rider led rider created where it's like rider voted at the end like who had the sickest line who had the craziest bail whatever um it's a really really beautiful thing but i think there also needs to be that like cutthroat gnarly competition because that also pushes the bar you know Like, I feel like a lot of the time right now to grow the women's sport, we're expected to just be like kumbaya holding hands with each other and like, yay, we're all women. We love it. (laughs) Like, it's like, no, I want to fucking win. And it's like, I want to beat you and you and be the best. And it's like, that is also healthy, I think. And that because the, I mean, the guys do it. That's all like, it's like there needs to be both. There needs to, there needs to have that like, obvious camaraderie. We're all best friends, but there's also like we're going to leave the friends thing away and I'm going to go and kick ass now. Um and that's what we're missing. I think.
0: So you want both in a perfect yeah. world. Yeah.
1: In a perfect world, but I know that's a tall order. Um but I think Formation showed us that we can go and do that. So like we're doing like Chelsea um kimball just set up something called send it days and i don't even know how many girls are gonna be there there's 96 girls in the group chat so i think there's about maybe 50 going maybe less and we're all just going into the desert she's gotten sponsorship money um for water and water for the jumps and stuff and we're gonna go next week and dig and ride and shoot and encourage each other, essentially like a very informal formation uh, on our own. And I think formation showed us that we can just like, hang on a second, we can just do this ourselves with a little bit of support. Um, So maybe there doesn't need to be a formation. Formation is cool because it's sort of like the proving grounds of women's free ride. Like it, it, with the media there and stuff, it like gets the more gets unknown the riders yeah. on the map.
0: And it's Red Bull. Um, Anything with Red Bull stamped on it is just, uh, it gets more eyes no matter yeah.
1: what. Yeah. But I can see like it is like a luxury to have because the guys, do the guys have it? I don't know. They don't, don't have the so. exact same thing. But they have like Proving Grounds and they have other stuff. But those are also competitions. So, yeah, like, I don't think there is anything really like that for the guys. So it's like, it is really cool that we have that. And that is really special. But like, I think having a competition, we're at the point now where there's so many girls that are killing it, where it's like, we want to be seen on like the real stage.
0: Do you think that's... If you, let's just hypothetically say that you were... Mrs. Mr. Red Bull. <laughs> what do you think the decision maker of not inviting women? Like, you, are they not good enough? Like, is that what they think that the well, women can't do so, it?
1: Again, I haven't been on the inside combos. I've only been. These are all
0: that. our, just our opinions for anyone. Okay. listening. We are not. Red Bull that we are not we don't know the actual situation maybe they have a great reason but if they had a I great just know reason
1: rumors then, I just know rumors this is all we murmurs, murmurs I can only speculate with the rumors that's what we're I
0: doing we doing. love speculating here but like what because they haven't said anything so publicly. I think
1: there has been conversations I mean there's been a lot of conversations behind closed doors I don't know what those conversations are But I heard that a lot of it is, like, the women can't ride like the men, so they don't deserve to be there. It's almost the vibe of, like, women aren't competing at the set. Like, it's almost like they think that letting women in means like letting women into the men's competition. And as far as I know, maybe some girls feel differently. We're not trying to do that. We're not trying to take spots away from the men and saying we deserve to be there with the men competing with the men because we're women. Like that's not what we're trying to do. It's like, we just want our own category we're not trying to take anything away from the men at all. Like, same number of men, same competition, same lines, same everything. Like, we freaking love Rampage. I've looked up to those guys, and I a lot of them are my good friends, and it would pain me to see them have less opportunity because of us. We just want, like, to elevate so it's not like we're somewhere.
0: Yeah, you want a category, which doesn't seem... Yeah.
1: And it confuses me like a lot of the comments online and stuff are like women can't send the do the same tricks as the men. And I'm like, since when were men and women in sport ever put in the same category competing against each other? Correct me if I'm wrong at a professional level.
0: I believe you are correct.
1: I feel like we have always like tennis, baseball. I don't know, soccer, like literally any sport, snowboarding, skiing, like any sport you look at, we are never in competition with the men. So why are we comparing ourselves to the men? Right. Like, I don't think that's a valid enough reason to not let women compete. Like if you're like World Surf League, women can't compete because they can't slash a wave as big as Kelly Slater. It's like no one said we could. We're not competing against him. It's also like, who cares? Like nobody, yeah, it's like, I am so inspired by the girls that are throwing down and they are throwing, some of them are throwing down. Like people are hitting the fest jumps, 90 foot gaps that the men are hitting. Like women are doing, like if we are gonna compare, we are in just like six years, we've gone from not doing this at all to like hitting stuff as big as the men. So I think it's only a matter of time before we start throwing tricks that are like comparable, but again, we're not trying to compare. So it's like, why are we, why are we doing this? What is this dance? I
0: don't, I think that dance is just like internet trolls though. Like that's not the real, and maybe that is the, the conversation being had at like the round table, but like,
1: well, I did, I did hear that one of the higher ups was like, they can't ride like the men. So they,
0: well, then they're out of touch, though. Like, they are. It's not like you guys are going out and not. I'm not doing any of that shit. Like, I'm not even getting close. To, I don't even want to walk up it, like, let alone, like, ride my bike down it. But you can't I, walk
1: up it. You need, like, ropes.
0: Exactly. But, the, but you know what I mean? It's not like if you think that women don't belong on the rampage course, then you are so out of touch. Because like-
1: Well, it's also like we're, we would, okay, so here's the issues I see. And these are like valid things that an event would need to figure out. But I also think these are issues that are already existing for the men. And I am like in no way a Rampage expert. I went and watched Rampage for the first time last year in person. I've watched it for years, but that was the first time actually being on the ground, which is shocking. I know.
0: You're an expert. You got it. You're the expert Um, here.
1: But from the outside, as kind of like an outsider's perspective, in a way, um, space is an issue. So I do know the guys already, because the venues are recycled. Like a lot of these venues have been used. I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this year's venue is the same as last year's.
0: I think you are correct, but Whatever, someone will tell us where. And the wrong.
1: guys are bummed because it's like, yeah, you know, we've already like exhausted this terrain. Like, you only have so much dirt to move around, and so much like you bench cut out the side of a cliff. That bench cut, like, to erase that and like lower it or higher, like, do stuff to create new lines, is really hard. Like, you're working around old features, you're working around past lines, and you're recycling things and the guys wanna do stuff that's fresh and exciting and new. So adding in say, excuse me, 10 women with 10 lines into an already existing, the already existing venue where the guys are already fighting over lines and sharing lines and stuff like that, that I can see is an issue. I totally understand that. But the guys want new venues too so it's not like you know i'd say unanimously if there were men and women we all want space to be able to build and ride regardless of whether there's women there or not so it's like i think just the space of the venues is an issue whether you have maybe you have the women like on a mesa over or something i don't know like it kind of just goes forever like if you've ever been there but then You have to deal with cameras and how many cameras and blah, 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 production. So like that I could see maybe being a viable issue of space. Um, Also time. It's a one day event, which I also think the guys would love to have two days. Like last year, the guys didn't even get second runs because it got too windy. And there was commercial breaks for 45 minutes and then wind holds and stuff. And so a lot of the guys were dissatisfied with like how the event is set up and run anyways. So I'm like, okay, we're already unhappy that this is a one day event. We're already unhappy about how much space there is adding women. Like, wouldn't that just push like, and give more reason to like find a new venue or find a bigger venue and find like, do it over a couple days because what I felt when I was there last year was that it was more about the spectacle of the event and less about the athletes and what they need. And that's really frustrating as an athlete where these guys have, this has been their life dream to come and compete at this thing, just like it is for girls to be at it. And (laughs) you're kind of a spectacle and like what, and it's dangerous. You're a number. It's it's dangerous as hell. And it's like, okay, we're just gonna go interview like this, like J-O-B who's a surfer, who's here, who we flew in and we're gonna interview (laughs) him on ESPN for like half an hour while like Tyler McCall and those guys are up top, just like, okay, risking my life here. It's getting windy. Can I please? go and perform at the best of my ability and it's like oh just wait a second just we're just you know commercial breaks and I understand you need money to be able to make these things happen and you need commercials and you need advertising dollars and all of this stuff but it's like can we find a compromise like can we find a happy medium that like everyone's stoked on I don't know I think there's just like a bunch of things that could improve about the event overall. Um, just from what I've heard and what I've seen um, that like, I could see adding women right now is like a lot.
0: Do you think there's any chance that they do a knee jerk and invite six women? Cause it's coming this up. This year? Yeah. It's in what, four weeks? Cause they're getting some kickback. Like this is. Like, I know. And maybe it's just the circles that I'm in, but like, I can't go on Instagram and not see it.
1: Oh yeah. I've been unfollowed by a lot of people because I think people are just sick of seeing the same, um, content over across all across all of platforms. them, but I, which is amazing because yeah. it needs to be said and it needs to be heard. I don't know. Again, like, because I announced for Red Bull for a few years, I see the production side and it's a huge production, huge. And I think ESPN bought it. Or I don't know. Has it, I think might they have the
0: rights. Laugh. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's even bigger now. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know even if they wanted to, to save face, if they could even do that logistically at this time to like reprogram the whole event and like figure it out. I would like to think they could. I would be probably in their best interest, but it's so soon. It's so soon. And I think, yeah, it's just so soon.
0: Yeah. Like I'm someone who watches rampage and I just think like, I'm clearly not you. I didn't grow up competing or being good at things. Like I think rampage should just be an exhibition anyway. Like, I think you should, like, save all your live streaming dollars and and film it, but, like, put together a really well-produced, tell some stories, and, like, you can still do the same thing, but, like, make this really neat communal event and still have spectators, still have the whole thing, but, like, have it like just voted by the athletes. Like, who won the two-day jam, right? Like, instead well- of... It,
1: yeah, I don't know. I think I agree with the live thing because people watching at home.
0: It's a terrible experience.
1: Well, it's like whether it's, whether it's like for me personally, I would rather see all the riders be able to compete at the best of their abilities at the top level for two runs or whatever it is with proper practice time and throwing down their best tricks Then watch something live and have it sort of like, oh, we ran out of time. Oh, this guy didn't get a second run. Okay, everybody, I guess he's the winner. Okay, go home. Yay. It's like, what the fuck was that? Like, you didn't even give the riders a chance to showcase their abilities. So it's like, if that means pre-recording and still having the whole event look the way it does, but like adding in the commercials afterwards, like doing the production, that production side of stuff, pre or post or something with the interviews and the, the layouts and all this stuff, just so you can get the riders up there, get them down the hill before the wind picks up because it happens every year. I would, I think it would be way sicker to watch from home.
0: Yeah. I mean, Kings and Queens did that this year at Jackson. At uh, It looked like Gilligan uh, at, <laughs> um, at Jackson hole. They used to live stream it and now they pre-record it all. And it's such it a And what's
1: the feedback?
0: I think it's a way better thing to watch. Like I'm there live and it's really fun cuz you're there, you're part of it. But like the when I used to watch the live stream, you know, it's 4 hours of live stream with 12 seconds of like if you add up everyone's run, it's only I mean it's inst, you know, it's I don't know, let's say 15 second runs. So, like, it's all this filler and all this, like, you're on wind hold and a delay, and then there's a window and someone goes, and then they have filler, and that, and then, but when they make the show, it's an hour and a half. It's got great interviews. The commercials make sense where they are. Like, I think if we're trying to reach that ESPN audience, that's a better way to reach them anyway, because they're already watching something, they're not necessarily invested in if that makes it's a new audience when you hit espn
1: yeah i'm wondering if like like where live streaming like action sports did that come from because like soccer is live and like all mainstream sports are live because those are easy to have live well there's a time limit when there's not variables like wind and weather and all this crazy stuff, and the chances of someone getting like carted off, or is like, well, I mean, soccer.
0: Yeah, but all of, I mean, it. Injury... No, but like,
1: it's like there's so many more. Fa- I feel like just hosting a live event for such a crazy sport like free ride mountain biking, just you, you have so many challenges that like I'm wondering why. Like it must be more lucrative in some way. They must get more views or something by it being live because it would just, it just seems so much easier on everyone for it to be pre-recorded.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Or like
1: post-recorded or whatever you want to call it. It's like, it just seems like so much work for the producers because it's like, oh shit, this is happening. And then we got to throw in some filler and then we've got this and then we do have this. And then it's like, it's a a circus. Like I've been part of the live red bull broadcasting and it is crazy and like maybe the excitement and the fact that it's live does get way more views like i don't i don't know why like there i mean i'm not an expert again we're just
0: i mean the only thing i can them. guess is that because of just social like the results are out so if you don't watch it live you know right. who wins like someone who doesn't get right. to watch their football game like they like, were
1: at the game Yeah.
0: Like that's
1: like the people at the event have an advantage,
0: but that's one that's appeal for going to the event spectating. And I still think the people that care that are invested, they're always going to know who wins or who, whatever. And then the people, the new audience that that's what I think the live stream is for. Like if you're putting on ESPN, that's to build a new audience. So just have it like be a world of Red Bull episode at two in the morning and have whoever you're going to have like speak about it that they're like these extreme athletes and like you try to just hook in a couple new i don't know how i don't want to touch on this too much but how what is the answer <laughs> what like let's this is the this we is just
1: the, need to have someone else on here that is like actually working in this field no i just keep here.
0: asking non-experts
1: I'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm trying to play devil's advocate a little bit because I think a lot of women are just like really enraged and a lot of men internet trolls are enraged. And I think like knowledge is.
0: We have no idea.
1: And having the knowledge of like what, like, and I said this as well to some of the girls, I was like, do we even know what the conversations were? Like, do we, do we know that they don't want women?
0: Maybe they have and like, a good why? reason. Like, and like maybe what are the
1: re- What is the reason?
0: But no? like, I do um, think they should have, if you're going to cancel, they definitely for- need a
1: women's category.
0: But if you're going to cancel formation and then not invite to rampage, you should have had a statement. Like if you're going to, maybe they have this master plan for like a women's rampage in May. But like, you should have announced that. Know. You should have said that. So here, okay. My last question about this topic and then we'll move on one can they make it right by inviting let's say it's a perfect world and they can have the event ready for women in four weeks is that a proper solution like if you got the invite they called you after we hung up this conversation you got the invite and you hypothetically wanted to go would you say yes or do you are you still mad
1: yes of course
0: yes you're mad or yes you're going. i
1: think it i think it would be petty if rebel well, was like yeah. deepest apologies we want women we fucked up boy you're making room for you and then you go um no actually i wanted you to ask me nicely it's like yo take the opportunity take it just take it go run with it prove to them get it on the map like we don't like yeah Is- that would that would I think look petty as hell i think the only thing is like preparation wise it's a bit of like a shock like a last minute thing like there's a lot of things that go into a a rider's season to prepare them for rampage mentally physically emotionally so like two weeks out to be like yo you're riding in rampage go send it it's like "Ah." like for me i would feel just like sheer panic um but i'm also not I personally am not saying I belong there and I want to be there. Like I'm advocating for women, not myself. <laughs> like,
0: please don't, don't invite me. Please do not invite me.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I don't. If I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm about to go to the desert next week. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. But um, there are women who do want to go and are completely, totally ready. And, um, yeah, I think they're ready. I think, I don't know. It'd be weird if they said no, like denied it. Like, no, we want, we want a proper invite. Is there any other way they
0: can make it right? The only way they can make it right in my eyes is to invite or like announce something now for May.
1: Well, not even May, just like, hey, we're working on this. We understand the frustration. We understand the this came at a bad time like we it is just super unfortunate that we couldn't get it together for this year but we are working on having a women's category next year or the year after and in the meantime like we'll host formation again next may and then just like
0: and then never do it but just keep saying it
1: <laughs> no but you know like i think for 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 me i think it would be good enough to be like, because it feels like this year is is too late. I agree. Like it's rushed. I think we're just making a bunch of noise because we want to see it in the future. We're not like, let us in now. It's like, again, production, all that stuff. It's crazy. It's only a few weeks out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe like letting women on the, I don't know.
0: What a weird thing to still be talking about in 2023. We've been
1: talking about it for so long. Okay, let's move
0: on. Let's move on. What else do you want to talk about? I want to talk. I actually want to talk about your sailboat. You have a sailboat. This is a total swerve. We're just going from rampage to sailing. You have a family sailboat. You've been restoring it all summer. It looks fucking (laughs) terrible. Like, what a horrible thing to be doing. Girl's hair
1: on your chest, as one of my friends said. And I was like, oh, great. I don't want any of that. It
0: sounds. Like the worst time ever. Like if there's a purgatory, if that exists, it's like scraping paint off a boat.
1: Yeah, the scraping was heinous.
0: So what is this boat and what is your plan?
1: Okay, so because I, you know, this this is something that was told to me a few years ago by a few people. And it sticks with me and I'm still trying to figure out an eloquent way of portraying myself in my life because i'm not going to stop being me but someone said you're everywhere and nowhere at the soul at once and i was like wow it's called the jack of all trades it's called a renaissance woman look it up
0: yeah google
1: um but yeah new random endeavor is restoring my sailboat and i think people are confused on social media because it's random it's like did you just buy a boat they're like what is going on with this boat you're four by fouring, you're with Bronco, you have a boat, you're painting, you're riding bikes, you're free riding, you're like, what? And I'm like, just enjoy. (laughs) Be entertained by my chaotic life. Cause it's not gonna change. Um, But to be honest, the boat, I have lived on a sailboat from when I was three years old until biking took over just every summer for about two months from when I was three until biking took over. And I actually wanted to be an Olympic sailor when I was little. My dad is a sailor. He uh, has raced across the Atlantic. He's delivered boats to Hawaii. He took a family to French Polynesia. He is like a sailor. His name is Morgan, Captain Morgan. Like literally he looks like Hemingway. Like he looks If you look up old sailor man, he's got the white beard. You just put this toque on him, put him behind the helm. Like he is like sailor dad. So that's what I grew up with. So sailing has always been very near and dear to me. Some of my best childhood memories were living on the boat, hanging out with my brother, just exploring the coastlines. And my dad has had four back operations. He lives in a lot of pain he can't walk super good anymore but he's still working every day and this boat has been sitting for almost 13 years i think on the dry dock so this is our family sailboat we got the sailboat when i was about five um before that we borrowed my aunt's sailboat um so this this boat is like all of my best memories as a kid and my dad's best met, like, like my whole family, it just loves this boat. And until this point, I haven't really had, I mean, I still don't really have the time, <laughs> but I really didn't have the time or the money or the like maturity or whatever. Like the boat was just sitting there and it was like, you going to do something about the boat. No. And then another year goes by. Um, and then last year, I don't know what made me probably living out here in Ukulet and being around water all the time and surrounded. My friend Larissa has a boat. I think that's what spurred it. My friend Larissa bought a sailboat and sailed it over here to Euclid. And I was asked to be on the boat to sail it across. Um, I couldn't make it, but being on her boat and like seeing her buy a boat and do this thing as like a woman by herself, I was super inspired and I was just like, man, I freaking love sailing. Why don't, like, what has happened to this? The moorage is cheap, like all this stuff. So then I just kind of decided that I'd take it upon myself to like get the boat going.
0: (laughs) Is there a, are you going to live on it? Is there a plan? Like I see. Let me tell you what you're going to do with your boat. No, okay. I see yes, like a perfect please, bike, like a perfect bike project. But with a boat picture wavy yes. Two with Celeste, but with yes. a boat and bikes.
1: Yes. So that is exactly what I'm trying to do.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. When and that's ex-
1: exactly what I've been trying to do for years. And I've pitched stories multiple times. Um, but the boat just wasn't ready, you know? Yeah, you gotta have a boat. And, huh?
0: You gotta have a boat.
1: Yeah, and it's always, I've always kind of seen it as, like, it's my dad's boat. Like, it's the family boat, but my dad has always been the one that's, like, in charge. And then I kind of came to the realization in the last year or so that, like, he, and he admitted it, finally, that he physically can't do it. Like, he physically can't. I mean, the guy yeah the guy had gangrene like we're like (laughs) we love him but he needs to sit down and he needs to like allow someone else to kind of take over so it is kind of this passing of hands that's happening and it's really cool i'm not gonna cry but it's really it's cool and he is he has come out and helped me and stuff but i'm the one doing the hard labor because he he can't and, I, and as soon as I realized that he can't physically do the upkeep for it and that's why it's been sitting there for so long, I was like, okay, I will, I will be your back and your arms and your legs and your strength if you allow me to kind of like take over. Like I needed his permission to right. sort of like... And I need his knowledge. Like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Like I'm currently trying to take apart this diesel engine and I'm like, just sending photos and labeling things. Like you've probably seen it on my story and I'm like, dad,
0: I saw your (laughs) story. I I was very stressed about it.
1: Yeah. I needed his blessing. I needed his permission and I need his knowledge to be able to make this work and it and it's kind of like come to this point in his life where he's like yes I'm ready to like do this so it's exciting
0: yeah it's amazing I mean it's Extremely a time consuming. it's a ton of work what you're finding out does the boat have a name
1: uh yes it is called harmony eight eight we didn't it. yes
0: that's a lot of harmonies what happened to one through seven
1: I don't know so the everyone says that so boat names are like license plates essentially they are like the boat's identity and the boat gets registered so it's a Catalina 36 and its name from 1983 and its name is Harmony 8 like that's its like spec and yacht clubs coast guard like like you register your boat and it has its name so you can't have the same as far as I'm I can tell, as far as I know, I don't know if it depends on the make of the boat. Like, can there be a harmony power boat and a harmony sailboat and that's okay. But the eight is because there's seven other harmonies out there and you need to differentiate. It's it, like an Instagram name, like-
0: It's a handle.
1: X underscore 66, you know? There's like, only it's one
0: like, Mr. Adam X.
1: Okay, okay. But you know, it's if, like
0: no, I got you. If you were to name the boat in a hypothetical world, what would you name it?
1: I want you just gonna throw that at me. Well, there's also this really big superstition. Sailing has a lot I know. of superstitions. You can't rename a boat.
0: Lot. I'm just saying you can't if, rename if, if you bought a brand new boat, <laughs> what would you name the boat?
1: Let her ride. No, I'm just kidding. Dang. Um a <laughs> Girl. No. Um <laughs>
0: Back to Red Bull I, formation.
1: No. I, <laughs> stop. Stop it. Oh yeah. Um. I don't know. That's such a huge thing to like.
0: There's just are so many me. bad boat names, too. Like, I gotta think of some bad boat names.
1: There's some hilarious boat names.
0: Would you make it like a like, pun or
1: there is there is one I saw I can't remember exactly what it said, but right side up, it was like, no worries. Oh yeah, no worries. But then if, but then upside down. So if the boat was upside down, it would read worries or something. Like it was like, like if the boat flipped know. over. Right. It was kind of.
0: What are those things called? There's a term for that. I don't know. I don't know. But those are like Jeep owners who are like, if you can read this flip my Jeep over. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. When there's yeah, there's like mischief, and there's like, I don't
0: know. Um uh, breaking wind. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) Passing wind, hot sheets. Uh, Uh, I'm on some weird.
1: You just looked up fart jokes boat names, didn't you? I
0: just looked up bad boat names.
1: There's a lot.
0: Boy buoys in the hood.
1: Oh, that's pretty
0: funny. Made of plywood? Um, I don't know. Why not? Um, Those are my favorite.
1: Not, spelt K-N-O-T. Yeah,
0: not perfect. Uh, I sheet you not. Not fast. Not to worry. Not held. Not working. Better not. Wow. I mean, there's some good ones here if you need any ideas. When you buy your... I
1: feel like
0: boat names are hard
1: boat names are hard
0: yeah like the real bad ones like why not that's ass <laughs> like an ass name
1: like that's not going anywhere fast that's why not
0: Ooh, why not
1: why
0: i don't know okay <laughs> so you rebuild a boat when do you think this will be Is there a realistic goal of when this thing's going to float in the water?
1: Okay, so it needs two more coats of paint on the hull, but that can't happen until it's like ready to go in the water because it's called anti-fouling paint. And if you leave the anti-fouling paint out of the water for too long, it just starts to degrade. So we got that, but we can do that in about two days. The engine, we're just replacing all the hoses and flushing it so there is nothing wrong with the engine. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. I love this. There is was, there wasn't anything wrong with the engine when it went up onto the dry dock. So just for context, it is not in the water right now. It's right. up on stilts in a parking lot. Um so there was nothing wrong with it when it went onto the dry dock. However, this engine has been sitting for 13 years. So whatever needs to happen to a diesel engine that's been sitting for 13 years, needs to happen. Um, I think we're going to hire a mechanic for the hard stuff, or like flushing and like checking the injectors and all that stuff. See, I'm learning. Um, but the easy stuff is my job, like pulling the impellers and replacing those, and like pulling pulling all the hoses and replacing all those, and the air filter and the salt water intake and stuff like that. <laughs> it sounds so smart. So. I just like learning
0: two years from now.
1: No, 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 no. So our deadline was actually September 18th.
0: I think that was yesterday. It was shit.
1: Yeah. So we, this is like, is this even entertaining for people to listen to? We had a slip, we got a slip at a yacht club. It's really hard to get slip space. So that's like, for people who don't sail a slip is a boat parking spot at a dock. Um
0: my audience lives in Maine. They know what a slip is.
1: Dude, I don't know, man. I I just I don't I don't know. I grew up with it. So I assume everybody knows like what a halyard is and a cleat and a slip space. Um transom, you know. Just boom. Buzzwords. <laughs> Haul. Yeah, spreaders. <laughs>
0: When is um, it going to be done? Give me the answer. <laughs> Land the plane. Well, so now
1: I'm I'm gone. I'm in the desert. I'm boycotting rampage. You know I'm a busy girl. Um, Hell yeah. I, I'm not going to be back until the end of November. So it just depends whether my dad is going to pick up that slack because the yacht club gave us sixty days from when we got the slip to. When the boat has to be in the slip, which was September 18th, the boat has to enter the slip under its own power, which means it needs a working engine and a hull Wind. that is painted. So, I mean, if you if you if my dad is on it a week. If he's not We're on
0: close. it, close
1: another 13 years. I don't know.
0: Oh, I'm stressed. I'm going to come hang out with Morgan and finish your boat and just sail around.
1: That would be amazing. Drive Um, his cool
0: truck around.
1: But I would really love to be able to do something, a project with it next year. Next Uh, summer.
0: I think that's obtainable.
1: So between now and springtime
0: perfect but it was due Everything. yesterday the
1: floors need redoing the windows need replacing yeah I mean, you can do that when it's re- in
0: the water that's easy
1: yeah exactly so the only thing that needs to get done is the engine and i think my buddy who looked at it said a good mechanic it would take like three days
0: yeah there's nothing to go wrong with them really so well i can't i can't wait for this project
1: in three years you can come sailing with me. I would love. But yeah, that. I want to sail it. Like Powell River's got amazing mountain biking. Um, Hornby Island. Like there's a lot of stuff around where the boat is that you could easily sail to and bike. I did a, I did a, I did a boat bike project earlier this year.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't out. your boat.
1: No, and it wasn't a sailboat.
0: You take the diesel <laughs> motor out. If you're gonna sail, sail. Yeah, I don't know any other sailors besides Columbus, but he's canceled. So, but he didn't have a motor. <laughs> Lewis and Clark I mean, didn't he, have a motor. You don't,
1: a motor. <laughs> you don't need a motor. You
0: don't need it. Uh, let me get through this. We're almost to the end. We're almost. Everyone listening's like, God damn it! Uh, I don't
1: know if this is going to be the best podcast. It's going to be the best. <laughs> I'm just
0: going to be like, Michaela talks shit on Rampage. It'll just be clickbait. I had and then.
1: I had like a big, I had big expectations for myself because I was voted fan favorite last year or whatever.
0: This could be the failure. This could be the downfall.
1: (sighs) See, this is what happens when you have expectations.
0: Yeah, you can't have them. Um, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk. Also, ask
1: crap questions. So
0: I had seven minutes to prepare. I had seven. I just want to talk shit about Rampage. Uh, No, I want to get an (laughs) athlete perspective on Rampage. Uh, that's what I, that's what I truly wanted. You've been doing a lot of posts on like body shaming and being comfortable in your body. So congrats on that uh, for feeling good. Cause we should all feel good. Uh Is there a reason that you're posting these things?
1: Um, just another ADHD rampant, like, you know, side hustle I've decided to start. Um, <laughs> I don't know what spurred it but i guess i've weighed more than i have in like ever and i was struggling a lot with it and i'm starting to feel a little bit better um i gained like 25 pounds last year and Who not cares? in a good way exactly so i'm like hang on a second i was getting really down on myself i essentially i'm i've been posting this stuff because It's what I wish I could see myself to encourage me and to tell me it's okay. I'm essentially telling myself it's okay. Um, And then just blasting it to the universe because I feel like if I'm feeling this way as a woman, there's probably other girls feeling this way. And yeah, I did one where I put my weight up on like above my head. And it's like, yeah, who cares how much you weigh kind of thing. And a lot... I don't know just de-stigmatizing shit because I feel like a court like there was over almost 400 comments under it of women being like thank you so much I needed this thank you like I like have always thought I was too big this is so refreshing like hundreds of women who clearly feel the same way I do and if I have a platform and a following that I can like share that too. And like, I can be that person to provide that sort of like, hey, it's okay to be this way, then um, why not?
0: No, I love it. And I I saw the comments. That's why I brought it up. Because I clearly it's, it's important. It's still a
1: thing. It's It's still very much a thing. And And I think it was just along the theme of like, of the formation and the rampage and all this stuff, and just women feeling like they're good enough and women feeling like they belong, and women feeling like, and men, to be honest, men have huge body issues as well. And that is like, literally never talked about. So that's, it's also why I think I worded it in a way that was inclusive, because I know guys struggle. And I know, you know, it's in different ways than women. But it's like, hey, you know what, if you're healthy, if you're sleeping, if you're active, if you're, happy it's like who cares what the scale says and i just don't think it's said enough and nobody ever talks about it really i think at least not in mountain biking so i'm like i don't know create what you want to be a part of
0: i love it i love to see it it's refreshing it's honestly it's nice to see like i know you but we're not like like i don't know you well we've chatted a couple great but like it's nice to see or at least feel like you're seeing the real person on Instagram. And I think when it comes to athletes, a lot of people put them on pedestals, as they kind of maybe not should, but like we do. We see you on TV. We see like and then you just see someone like yourself post a very human thing. And it's just nice to see. Um hey. so I don't know if it's if that's good to hear, bad to hear, but it's like refreshing. Yo. It's a very just like oh she's fucking human too
1: yeah and we have the same insecurities and the same fears and the same doubts and i think i don't feel i don't feel special or more special or more important or like i don't feel like i should be put on a pedestal because of what i do and i don't feel like i personally don't feel that um and but i do feel pressure to portray myself in a certain way because I'm a pro athlete. I need to, you know, be skinny. I need to be super fit. I need to like have everything super dialed. I need to like know all of this stuff that it is to be a pro athlete. And it's like, well, hang on a second. Like I'm just me and I'm a human and it's just, I have a cool job. (laughs) And (laughs) that doesn't make me better than anyone else or whatever. So I I think it's like also my own attempt of taking the pressure off myself to be this like perfect image of like athleticism. Um, because that definitely is something I've struggled with. I've never had a six pack in my entire life. And I've, I think I have struggled a lot and I'm coming to terms with the fact that I have struggled a lot with my weight and my appearance and not being small and lean and all this stuff. And um, yeah, I think I'm just starting, I'm posting about it because I'm finally kind of coming to terms with it and like sort of trying to find peace in it myself. Um, yeah, I actually sent a video of myself to my boyfriend from a few years ago and I was, I looked, Good. Okay. (laughs) I look good and way smaller than I am now. And I remember taking the video and I strategically placed the text. I was like trying on my jeans and I turned to the side and I remember strategically placing the text. So it would cover my stomach when I turned to the side because I was self-conscious and I thought I was fat and watching that back and seeing how skinny i was i'm like okay you were a little bit sick you had definitely some body dysmorphia definitely some some eating ed-esque things and it saddens me to like see what i looked like then And remember how unhappy and how self-conscious I was about how I looked because I feel like I've come so far and I feel like that's kind of been the catalyst of like why I'm starting to share this stuff because I'm like damn like I am so much bigger than I was then and I love myself so much more and if I only I'd like loved myself that way then I would have been so much happier like it ruined things it ruined it's ruined trips for me like, it's ruined, like, okay, full transparency. I've never said this out loud to anyone except for, like, my closest friends. But, like, the Back 40 trip with Georgia and Casey. Casey's really petite. Georgia's, much, like, shorter and skinnier. They're both skinnier than me. And by the end of the three weeks, I had, like, a full-on breakdown because I was constantly like, oh my God, I'm standing beside them. We're being filmed as three of us together. I'm the biggest one. I look so fat. Oh my God, I can't, like, I'm I'm just such, like, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. Like, I was just beating myself up the whole three weeks because I'd never done a project with two other women before where we were being seen in the lens in the, at the same time. And it fucked me up. Like I was like super, super self-conscious and super unhappy. And it ultimately, I had so much fun on the trip, but like it ultimately ruined my experience. This amazing experience with two people that could give zero fucks about how much I weigh and what I look like. They're two of my best friends and they love me for who I am. And it was like my own insecurities and my own bullshit about what I looked like that ultimately ruined my experience and it didn't have the experience. Wasn't the same as if I had just loved myself and gotten over it. And like, yeah, I'm like five inches taller than Casey. Of course I'm going to look bigger than her. Like chill the fuck out. Um yeah. I always struggle with.
0: Yeah. It's, it's hard to accept ourselves which seems so stupid when we say it out loud like it's (laughs) but it's not easy and that you can't always control it you can't just flip a switch and be like oh yeah I don't care about that or like I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life but like I'm also the oldest I've ever been in my life and like my body doesn't (laughs) stay like the shit doesn't stay tight like it used to and I have to work harder to But like, it still lets me do these amazing things. So you have to like check yourself and it's really hard to do sometimes. And I already said it, but I'll say it again. Like it's, it's, it sucks that you have to go through that, but it's very refreshing to see someone of your status go through that and be transparent about it. Because I think you sharing it normalizes it humanizes it and it makes it a lot easier for other people to deal with it
1: yeah well thank you yeah i feel like i just never want people to feel the way i have felt you know it's like if i can prevent someone a complete stranger anyone from feeling what I felt in that moment on that trip or throughout my career as an athlete with all these pressures, I felt I've been called big boned since I was about six years old. Like this is a life thing. And I think it is very common for women to feel this way, no matter how big or small they are, the pressure put on how we look and men, the pressure put on how we look and how we're supposed to look and act and, and appear to the public is massive. And it shouldn't be. And yeah, if I can just make someone feel better about themselves, like, why not? Like I'm willing to take the hit. Like I'm willing to put myself out there if it means that it helps someone else.
0: Well, I think it does. I really, I genuinely do. Um, so thank you. I have two more for you and then you are free. One, I'm going to use murmurs again, cause I don't think that's the term. But it's a heart murmur. That's the term. But
1: I know I have one hearing
0: rumors about. Miss Gatto. Just give me a real smug face right now. Um, Hearing rumors of a clothing company that you. are. yeah. See, now you're smiling that you are creating that you are. Are you creating it? Are you the just the artist and someone else is creating it? What can you can you confirm, deny and uh what can you tell us? Well, slew of emotions there.
1: <laughs> this is something that's been in the works, I would say since I was 15.
0: <laughs> it's right been on a schedule. Hey? Right on schedule
1: right on schedule we are doing good the procrastination is real um like 25 years later uh i think yeah i can't do math 20 years later um like how old am i Um, i don't think you're 40 no i'm not 40 i'm 35 um but yeah so Actually, my best friend in high school, who is still one of my best friends, she went to university, USC to be specific, in this, in California um, for business. She's worked in the music industry. She's worked with celebrities. She's worked as not a talent agent, but she helped run an agency, a big agency in L.A., She has finally moved home, back to Vancouver, where she belongs, as I've been saying forever. (laughs) Uh, And this is kind of in a joint dream of ours. And she's always wanted to help facilitate because we all know I'm a creative. I'm an ideas person. Um, I'm not a numbers, strategy, business, (laughs) super business person. So that's what, and she knows that. And that's, so that's where she comes in. So yeah, we're making a company and it's her and I, and we just handed in a bunch of preliminary stuff for brand identity. We're hiring someone to do some brand identity for us because again, what's that? There's a saying where it's like, it's like play to your strength. Like if you're not good at something, hire someone who is or something.
0: Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I, it's play to your. Yeah. Yes.
1: Play to your strengths. Yeah. So like I'm an artist. I'm good at drawing. I'm good at doing the graphics parts, but the hang tags, the logo, the brand identity, that is something that I haven't even thought about since university. So we're hiring someone out for that. And uh, yeah, hopefully launching spring excuse me, spring 2024.
0: Do we have a name?
1: We do, but I'm not telling it to you. Dang. Dang. (laughs) Because I think we still need to do copyright stuff and trademark stuff. But you have a name. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, we ran into issues. Um, So we tried doing this a couple years ago. We got to almost the same point as where we are right now but there was an issue with trademarking and someone had filed for trademarking the same name 10 days before we did in the states and so um it was advised for us to change the name and then so that kind of brought everything to a screaming halt because figuring out a name for a company is Freaking hard, very hard. And we thought forever. And we thought we're like, yeah, this is kind of a cool name. And we're like creating this brand identity around it and all this stuff. We'd like made up a whole thing for the brand. And then it was like, you can't use that name.
0: Will the clothing be like mountain bike clothing, lifestyle, clothing, everything. So or are you just like, fuck off? I would I love
1: more than anything to make technical gear like kit mountain bike kits, clothing, outerwear, all that stuff. That is very expensive. <laughs> and it is very hard to do. So, we're starting small. We're starting with casual clothing and it's where I personally saw the biggest hole in the market. Um, you see a lot of these technical gear companies have amazing riding kits, amazing outerwear, amazing protection, all this stuff. They're doing it. They're slaying. Um, and I've I mean, I designed for Troy Lee. I love Troy Lee. They're one of my biggest sponsors and I'm continuing to design with them. Um, But I've asked like, Hey, can we like do something with the casual line, like casual lines on these companies? It's just not it. And they, (laughs) they know, they know that they know that, but, but it's not their focus and it's never going to be their focus. And they do they do the technical stuff so well and we need that so it's like okay well i'll just i'm gonna just go over here and try and make some cool casual stuff because i want to look cool off the bike as well so um yeah and they've kind of been like yeah go do it so Great. that's cool
0: perfect so spring 24 <laughs> yeah. uh the name is i don't know i wish i had like a what? I'll say that <laughs> yeah I got hot cues over here um
1: you have a random button pad that I didn't know about you could have been using that the whole time yeah
0: but it gets really annoying like don't bullshit me like I can go all day but I can't like I gotta gotta control some episodes that go heavy on the soundboard and it's not good people are like where
1: was that when the conversations it- were getting boring
0: that's just how i'm gonna end this um final question final question if you could cook a meal for anybody dead or alive what would you cook and who would it be
1: what the hell man (laughs) this is is like like the boat name this is like the boat name i need like no, there was a br- there was
0: one there was a name that went through your brain and you don't want to say it out loud. Say Beyonce. that name. Yeah, that's perfect. What would you cook?
1: Whatever she wanted, whatever she wanted, I would try my best.
0: No, like what would your meal be? You got to have like a staple meal.
1: Like my own staple meal.
0: Yeah. What? Would, what do you best? Like Beyonce. I'm like, Michaela. Beyonce's is fucking on her way. You got to whip up a meal here. She has no dietary restrictions.
1: Annie's mac and cheese. No. Um well Well, there's this Cajun shrimp dish that I really like doing.
0: Explain nice. this to me.
1: Um It's got shrimp, it's got Cajun. <laughs> it's like on a bed of salad with some quinoa and some walnuts. And it's like this lemon tahini dressing. It's really good. There's some dates in there. I don't know. It's really good. My nutritionist gave it to me. So I can't really like um, claim it, but it's good. I like making it. There's also this chicken cacciatore dish. I'm going to that. Um, That I really like. And it's just, I, I have this huge cast iron frying pan with like big sides on it. And then you just like, just put it all in there and let it just stew forever um that's really good i make a mean crepe she came for breakfast i could do a mean mean breakfast spread frittata i can do (laughs) frittatas i like cooking i like making food i don't know Variety's the spice of life, man. I would probably just, just make cook. everything. You
0: just panic cook everything for Beyonce. I
1: would just panic a hundred percent. I would panic cook everything, and I would have like reserved DoorDash meals waiting because I'd be like, I just want to know how you build an empire. I don't know, and I
0: I don't know the yeah. answer to that clearly.
1: She's a badass. I mean, I say Beyonce because apparently she does a lot of her well or used to do a lot of her own shit and is like an amazing businesswoman and she just always seems to be pretty gracious and then her whole body she's like very body positive as well um she just yeah i think she's an incredible businesswoman but that's kind of a lame, like there's cooler. I feel no, like there's there like are no lame answers.
0: People. That's why this question is good. Cause it's just like,
1: I feel like there's other people out there though. Like if we're going to talk about like, because I feel like me meeting someone it's because I want to learn from them and, and like, like more of like a mentor.
0: Yeah. But no, this is just like, you get one pick at like someone ridiculous and you have like Beyonce over. Your house is a fucking mess. And you're like, hey, here's some shrimp scampi. And she's like, I have a shellfish fucking allergy. And then you're like, oh, shit. And here's some chicken chiamba or whatever you said. And like, <laughs> she doesn't eat chicken. She's vegetarian. And then you have DoorDash. And so it's like, that's.
1: Crepes. Crepes. Yeah, crepes. Dairy-free crepes. That's but the if scenario, she's vegan, there's still eggs in it. And there's flour, so if she's gluten free, it's also a no. Yeah,
0: she's probably a tough person to cook for. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Michaela, I would
1: just, but- I would get, I would, I would spend all of my savings on a private chef.
0: No, no, you have to cook the meal. That's the question. Quiet. That is the question. Um, thank you what do you have going on? What, I mean, you are building a sailboat, you have a billion things going on. Where can we see where you're going to be in the desert next week? Uh, like, give us, give me the, the scoop on like how we can follow along best.
1: At Michaela Gatto on Instagram. Like I said, I lost a lot of followers reposting, um, rampage stuff. So if you guys want to just reassemble, I promise my content will be original, entertaining, and widely varied.
0: Ooh, widely varied. Um, Thank you.
1: Um, Yeah, Instagram. That's pretty much, I mean, isn't that where everybody puts their shit these days? That's
0: it. It all just dies on Instagram. I don't have patience
1: for editing for YouTube videos, although that is always something that I've wanted to do. I wish someone would just do it for me. I'm going to be in Utah, or I'm going to be in Virgin. I'm going to be in Green, Green River. Then I'm going to be in california doing a bit of tattoo apprenticeship and then i'm gonna go to sweden over to copenhagen and then over to the west coast of denmark to see one of my best friends because she's pregnant and they have a house on the beach and possibly do some super cold surfing pick a lane and,
0: and then i'll be home perfect and then we'll finish the boat and we'll go boating
1: Yes. Every lane is my lane. Get on my level.
0: I love that. It's not my
1: fault, not my fault I'm good at everything. Jeez. I'm
0: not good at anything. Absolutely. I do a lot. Uh you're I'm you're we're done. This is ending. I'm